Finnovate showcases cutting-edge banking and financial technology through a global conference series featuring short-form demos and thought leadership. Now, the conversation continues on the Finnovate podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Finnovate podcast. We are continuing our conversations with the Finnovate Fall 2023 Best of Show winners. And joining me today, we have Rachel Lauren, COO and co-founder of Debbie. Rachel, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So as you've heard me say over the last couple of weeks, you can find all of the demo videos from Finnovate Fall up at finnovate.com slash videos. I would encourage you to check all of them out. Check out Debbie's best of show winning demo there. But Rachel, for people who haven't had a chance to see your demo, either this year or last year, can you give us just an overview of what Debbie's all about? Sure. Um, Debbie is the first rewards app for debt payoff and savings where we motivate and incentivize borrowers to start their debt freedom journey, earn rewards as they meet their debt payoff and savings goals, and then also access better financial products, whether that's debt consolidation, refinance, high yield savings accounts, um, anything that sort of aids them uh, in that journey. Yeah, and I think we should probably start the conversation by recognizing that this is actually your second best of show win at Finnovate Fall. You won in 2022 as well. So um, people who want to go check that demo out, that demo is actually still available too. But I'm curious, you know, what is the uh, what are kind of the new pieces, some of the new technology that you were able to show this year that you didn't have built last September? Yeah, for sure. I think last year when we showed the app for the first time, we actually weren't sure um, where it was going to go and what people were going to get from it. And they saw the app and it was this shiny new toy and they're all excited about it and wondering how can we use this for our customers. And I think really what we realized the value of Debbie is to the financial ecosystem uh, and to credit unions specifically that we're working with right now is how do we put credit unions in front of the younger generation that they don't currently have access to? So what we launched uh, in the last year is our Rate Crusher Marketplace. Um, really what the Rate Crusher Marketplace does is it allows our users to access better financial products for debt consolidation refinance. We are incredibly precious about what we show to our users. We have a network now of over 25,000 users. And, you know, we've always wanted to align our incentives with the consumer and make sure that they're seeing, you know, the best possible products and offers. So when you think about, you know, affiliate marketplaces like Credit Karma, like NerdWallet, like Bankrate, you're seeing all the same, you know, SoFis and lending clubs of the world. You're not seeing the credit unions out there. And what's funny is that those guys are offering the best products. They're just not tech enabled. So, you know, the the credit karmas of the world have a hard time working with them. That's where we really want to enable that interaction. We want to educate our consumer about the value of working with credit unions, what they can get, what are the benefits. Most young people, you know, we interviewed young people, we found most of them don't even know what a credit union is, let alone what the benefits are. So, you know, on the one side for credit unions, the opportunity is how do we create a more tech enabled process? How do we make it easier for them to put offers in front of young people? And then on the consumer side, it's great because they're they're benefiting massively. We were just able to help someone refinance um, a 20% APR loan uh, on $20,000 down to 9% with our credit union partner. Um, and we made that pretty seamless. So, you know, those are the kinds of, you know, stories and case studies and, and sort of new members that we're bringing to credit unions where it's not indirect, where it's a fully direct relationship. They know who's behind that loan. They're starting to save with that credit union as well. Um, so, you know, they're really 
interacting with that credit union industry and getting to understand uh, what what are the benefits. Um, so really think of us a little bit in that way, like the credit karma for credit unions. You know mm-hmm. that that's our, that's our bread and butter now when it comes to the rate crusher marketplace. One of the other things that we're working on now is launching savings offers. So high whether that's high yield savings or CDs. Um, you'll be able to put that in front of um, new potential prospective members as well. Yeah, no, I mean, that's really great. And I think one of the things that probably helped you out a little bit in the voting, we did have a record number of credit union attendees at Finnovate Fall uh, this past time around. So certainly that's a little bit fortuitous for you all. But um, I want to dive into this a little bit more because what is it about the credit union space that is kind of uniquely suited for for Debbie and for consumers who are looking to uh, be able to refinance a lot of that debt along the lines you just talked about? I mean, 20% down to 9% is absolutely massive in this kind of rate environment. Yeah. I mean, if we wanted to make a bunch of revenue today, we could go to the SoFi's and the lending clubs of the world. You know, we could put them on our marketplace, but we decided not to do that um, because we believe that credit unions are aligned with our mission. You know, back to that idea of how do we align the incentives between the consumers, between us and the financial institutions. We want to work with folks that really have the consumer's best interests at heart, that really want to help them be in a better position. Um, so that's that's really why we target the credit union industry. That being said, the other side of it is that consumers just don't have access to these products and they don't know about them. And we want to open up that opportunity for them. We want to help them access, because today, you know, they don't know even which credit union to apply for. There's a bunch in their area. It's a super fragmented industry. Um, for most of them, they can't you know, they can't really even apply for a loan before they're a member. Um, they can't get a soft offer. They can't see what kind of rates they can qualify for. So they're just going on, you know, all of the online websites and getting those soft offers. And they think that's the best rate they're going to get. So for us, how can we enable that and bring credit unions into the age of technology and make that better? Um, you know, we we want to help the consumer at the end of the day. We believe that credit unions are are the way to do that. So how do we help them do that? Yeah. No, it's an interesting idea because I think to to your point about people being able to go online and find a lot of products for them, you know, this is our a good example of kind of the, the duality of the fintech space. You can either kind of excel on the financial side by offering a really strong product. You can obviously excel on the technology side. And a lot of those companies that do a great job on the tech side can fill the consumer bucket really quickly. They can pull people in because they have very uh, strong capabilities in terms of targeting the right people, being able to get those offers in front of people in the right way. And what you sometimes end up with is a company that really is so good at the technology that they're able to survive while not actually having the best financial product out there. Certainly, the other side of that equation exists where you can have a really strong financial product, but maybe lack on the tech side of it as well. But, you know, I've heard you talk about a couple different companies and and SoFi is one of the names that keeps coming up. Do you consider, you know, SoFi to be a competitor to you all or is it more that it's kind of a competitor to the credit unions? that you're working with and maybe it's an example for you just of you know really good kind of customer experience. Yeah, I think Sofi wants to own the 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 market for young consumers. Um they're pouring a ton of money into debt consolidation refinance because they know that the credit card problem aside from the student loan problem is the largest problem today, you know, financially, um I would say for young people. So they're really working hard to to be the the number one in that space. And so I think for credit unions, it's it's a name that comes up often um, that they are worried about. So yeah, 100% for us, that that's who we're looking at in terms of the experience. Um, we're also looking at folks like Credit Karma and uh, and like NerdWallet and, and sort of the affiliate marketplaces to make sure, you know, that we're 
you know, up to snuff. I will say this, you know, back to the point about products, um, you know, having financial products that might be good, but people don't know about. I've heard of some of the most innovative products actually coming from the credit union industry. Um, for example, you know, we when we first started Debbie, we actually wanted to build our own debt consolidation loan where the APR would come down automatically over time as the borrower improved their financial behavior. We thought we were the first ones doing this. There was no fintech doing this. And actually, as we started building the rewards platform, we didn't end up doing that. I learned about at least two or three different credit unions that did this. That where they had a loan where the APR would come down after you made a certain number of on-time payments. I learned about um, a credit union called OnPath that offers a 7% APY high-yield savings account through one of our users literally last week. Where am I seeing that? You know, I go on Bankrate and they're showing me here are the best high-yield savings accounts. The highest one is maybe whatever, 5.5%, which is great. You know, I'm not, not going to lie. But they're they're not incentivized to show consumers the best products that are out there. Because these guys aren't, you know, they're not paying them. Um, yeah. So how do we, how do we, you know, unlock that? How do we bring more marketing? How do we bring more awareness to these products and make them easier to access? Yeah, no, it's certainly a massive challenge. And it's easy to see, again, why you're resonating so well with that segment. I want to switch gears a little bit because one of the other really interesting aspects of Debbie is the um, the underpinning of kind of some of the behavioral psychology elements to it. Can you talk a little bit about how you have been able to incorporate some of those behavioral elements into Debbie and kind of looking at the human side of making it a really engaging platform for users? Yeah. At the end of the day, users come to us because they want to be rewarded for doing the right thing with their money. Um, I think when you look at the world of finance, you see punishments everywhere, right? The only place in which you see positive reinforcement being used as a driver of behavioral change is with credit card points, right? It's to get people to spend more money. And it's been wildly successful, right? People love credit card points and they and they spend lots of money on their credit cards. But that's the only place. There really aren't many places where consumers are actually being incentivized to do the right thing with their money. And, and the consumer will probably, usually they ask us, they say, well, what's in it for you? What's in it for the financial institutions? Don't they make money from our misery? Don't they make money from our suffering and you know financial despair? Maybe the credit card companies do, who knows, but the rest of the financial industry, absolutely not. You know, they want to make sure that you have deposits. That's what makes their business run. They want to make sure that you're paying your loans back on time. That's what makes their business run. They care about those things. And so why not incentivize those things? And you think about, you know, keeping deposits and, and making sure people are paying back their loans. All of the behavioral sort of the behavioral triggers are based on punishments right? If you go in the red, you get an overdraft fee. If you don't make your payment, you get a late fee. You'll get a credit score ding. Punishments are useful in some contexts, but they are not the strongest drivers of behavioral change. Eventually, people get over it, right? What Once you get enough late fees, you stop caring. You think, okay, this is just who I am. I'm, I'm a late fee kind of person, right? incentives are a much stronger driver of behavioral change to get people to actually believe I am better. I am capable of growth. I am capable of improvement. Um, and so I think we're the first ones to really introduce that in the world of finance at scale and, and really incentivize people, help them set debt payoff and savings goals and reward them as they meet those goals. Um, and now it's really changing. You know, The app is, we're sort of updating it so that it's more like a Fitbit or, or sort of the Apple Health um, where you have rings and you have different challenges and sort of making it more fun 
Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah, well, and I think this is one of the really scary aspects of our industry is that consumers have a really significant lack of trust when it comes to financial services. And many consumers feel a very adversarial relationship with the companies that provide them with the financial tools that they use. And this is one of those things where you think, well, really, we should all be in the same boat together. Because to your earlier point, we all win and lose. If, if a bank can know I can lend this money and they're going to pay it back you know, with no issue, no, uh, no, late, no late fees or anything like that, that's going to be terrific for that bank. It's, and if they can help a consumer who has an account with them grow that account, you know, they can turn around and lend more money back out. And it really, you know, this is very simple to understand. Consumers don't feel that. You're, you're right. They feel like they can only avoid punishments. And, and this is something which obviously is going to be really difficult uh, for them to make a lot of the positive steps that they need to in order to do what they and their financial institution both want them to do. So I love that approach. Um, I see we're coming up on the end of our time. I want to uh, talk quickly about some of the results that you're seeing now. You know, you've been around in the marketplace for a little bit longer. You know, when we saw you last uh, last year, you're kind of brand new, and so um, you're still uh, still very early days. Now that it's a year on, what are you seeing from a results standpoint? Any kind of key stats or figures that you'd like to share? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is we're seeing people reduce their debt, which is awesome, at least their unsecured debt. And so on average, we've seen users reduce their debt by around 5 to 10% each month, which has been significant. We've seen Huge. them increase their savings at the same time. So you'd think most of them are shoveling all their money towards their debt. They're not. It's freeing up more cash. Like actually reducing their spending has been freeing up more cash for them to save. So we've been seeing users increase their savings um, by around 60 bucks a month on average. So people who weren't saving before at all. For some of them, it's it's $100, $200 on average. Um, what we're seeing as well is people are reducing their spending, like I said. So we see before and after Debbie around a 20% reduction in spending. Um, and in this inflationary environment, that's kind of nuts uh, for us to be seeing that. I'm, I'm really, really proud um, of some of the things we're seeing with the users. On the on the credit union side, obviously those are all you know massive benefits to their to their members. But what we're also seeing um, is around five percent conversion of members taking out additional products with the credit union. So we're seeing enhanced engagement, you know, working with the credit union, uh, taking out you know additional high yield savings products or credit card refinance and debt consolidation products. So those are actual sort of revenue drivers. Um, so we've been we've been really excited about about all those results. Yeah, and I mean, there's some massive stats to pull out of there, but at the end of the day, it really comes down to this high-level mission for you all of just helping people get out of debt, helping people start to save. And I know that that's a really massive metric for yourselves personally. Um, last question is a relatively simple one with likely a complex answer. What's next for Debbie? What What are your kind of future plans? Um, and what do you think our listeners should should expect to see from you over the next year? Yeah, I mean, the goal right now is for us to grow our user base as much as we possibly can. We want to get as many Americans um, using Debbie as possible, whether that is our existing credit union members, whether that's folks that we, you know, acquire organically. That's really what we're focused on. And on the same token, it's to grow our marketplace uh, to as many credit unions as we can. You know, we want to we want to build exposure um, to our partners. We want to help them again, get access to the younger consumers. So right now, you know, we've built this out. We're in, we're in growth mode. Um, the other piece is, like I said, you know, I know a lot of credit unions are, are struggling um, on the deposit side. I think we launched the rate crusher marketplace. We launched a debt consolidation product 
into an environment where deposits was the number one uh, sort of like thing on people's minds. So from a timing perspective, you know, I think maybe we weren't uh, totally on the nose, but that was where we started testing, uh, doing savings offers as well. And that's been wildly successful with one of our partners uh, with MSUFCU. So that's that's really one of the pieces that, that we're really focusing on now, at least in the short term, um, until we start to see more of a normalization and help folks uh, get get deeper into the debt consolidation space. Yeah, well, again, really cool technology. Great job with the demo up there on stage for the second year in a row. And I would encourage anybody listening to go check them out. Uh, see the video itself at finnovate.com slash videos. Again, all of the demo videos from Finnovate Fall are there and available now. Um, so you can have a lot of fun looking at all the great innovations on display. But for now, Rachel, thank you so much for taking the time to connect with me. Really a pleasure. And I look forward to seeing uh, what comes next for you all. Good luck with the future. Thank you very much. The Finnovate podcast is produced by Informa Connect in association with Provoke.fm Media. Check out Finnovate.com for information on Finnovate's upcoming shows and to learn how you can get involved. The discount code Finnovate Podcast will save you 20% on tickets to all of our events. And you can email us at info at for information on sponsoring, speaking, or demoing. Thanks for listening. <laughs>